This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Hey, this is really important, so please listen up. You want to save a life? You need to help one of the 14,000 patients who need a bone marrow transplant and cannot get it from a family member. I know that sounds really random, but this is important stuff. 70% of those in need will never, ever get a bone marrow transplant, but you can be the one to change that. Register today to become a lifesaver because the chance of saving a life is one of the most exciting and selfless things that you can personally do. Trust me, I know. In 2014, I want to say, I became a donor and it changed my life. Please do this right now. Pull out your phone, text AMAZING to 50555 or go to dkms.org backslash 100 words with the number for a free swap kit. Swap kit, super simple. They send it to you. You become a part of the registry and you could potentially save a life. So please, if I can do it, you can do it. So here, on with the show. Hey, how's it going? I'm Ray Harkins, and I am the host of this fine podcast you decided to listen to. It's called 100 Words or Less, and in it, we talk to people who are involved in independent music, you know, playing in bands, putting out records, doing zines, just being involved in a damn thing. Or if they aren't currently involved, they've been heavily, heavily impacted by this rad, rad scene and are doing cool stuff outside of the context of it, but using the principles that they have learned within within this awesome scene. So anyways, I'm just, you know, sampling that description out to you fine people. So uh, thanks for joining us. This is a doozy of an episode because I dare say that I've never experienced an episode like this. I've never experienced an interview like this. And granted, I was kind of anticipating it based on the guest. And the guest is Patrick Kindlin, the vocalist from Self-Defense Family, or commonly, or not commonly, previously known as End of a Year. And um, for those of you that know the dude, uh, he is a very opinionated and verbose, and not in a bad way, he talks. And that's great. And that's exactly what this podcast is for. He was actually one of the most requested guests I had prior to him coming onto the show. It Like clockwork, it was at least once a month where someone would hit me up on Twitter or whatever other medium they just decided to hit me up on and we're like, hey, when are you going to get Patrick on here? And finally, finally, we were able to do that. And I invited him over to my house. We had a nice little sit down in my son's playroom. And it was, uh, it was, it was fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, Patrick, we basically, I had, I don't know, 10 to 15 questions written up for him. And uh, we got to one of those, I think we just went in a wide variety of places and I was, uh, I, I just love it. I love it. This was, so please, you know, buckle in, strap yourself in, whatever you want to say, grab a cup of coffee, whatever. But most of you are listening to in the car or some other, you know, someone actually wrote me the other day and expressed that they walk dogs listening to this show. That's awesome. I love the idea of you walking your dog and just, just chilling, listening to people talk about music. It's great. So Anyways, some personal stuff. My house is sold, and that is incredibly stressful, but I'm glad it's kind of in the rear view, and now we're in that weird escrow phase of like people doing stuff for us, and I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know all these things, but it's funny because you feel... I, I'm in such a, a weird space where obviously I'm an adult, you know, I have a child and I'm doing all these adult like things, but then I still feel so much like a child in so many different capacities where it's just like, oh yeah, I don't know how to do this thing. Like, do I pay my, my mortgage this month or do I not 
pay it this month? All these questions just loom in your head. So for those of you that are younger and don't have to worry about any of that stuff, just know that us adults, us older people are all fooling you as well. We don't have any idea what we're doing. Until you've done it yourself, you have no idea what you're doing. And that's what I try to tell my son who gets frustrated playing Minecraft. I'm like, dude, I am so much better at video games than you because I've had 30 years of practice at this stuff. He gets so frustrated and he's like, Daddy, why are you beating me? Because, of course, I have to beat the living hell out of him in whatever game we're playing in order to harden him up. I- I'm kind of exaggerating, but you get the point. But anyways, that's that's the, uh, that's the what's happening on my end of things. But, and this month, I was going to try to like pull it together as far as a theme is concerned, but uh, all the episodes I have coming out this month are conversations that, um, I don't know, I just it went into places that this show never really has gone before. Not so much in the subject matter, but just kind of the free-flowingness of it. Like, I feel that this show is, and frankly, I am at a comfortable position now where I, I know how to kind of bring these interviews out of people. So I'm just excited to bring you all this fun stuff. So anyways, here is my discussion with Mr. Patrick Kindlin, the artist extraordinaire. And um, yeah, just enjoy it. And I'll talk to you uh, after the episode is over, okay? Yeah, meet you there. interesting person where we are uh, of a similar generation mm-hmm. age-wise mm-hmm. where we've existed in the same rooms for many many years true but we've never like the the, t- the first time we formally met was when we randomly ran into you at the native foods oh true and but it's like but we knew of each other yes and i find it so funny that obviously uh hardcore and punk rock in general where it's like you know of these people and like, it's not like the reputation precedes him, but you're just, even though some people, yes, but there are certain people who are just like, I feel like I already know you. Like, you know, I, I feel like we've been friends, but we're not right. What, what's, what's wild is I was on the phone with a, I don't want to say old timer though. Technically, I guess now an old timer, sure. uh, old Boston guy, uh, on my ride in. And, uh, we were talking, we were talking about a, the cave in discography for whatever, for whatever reason. Right. right. Great, great topic of discussion. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You know, it was my resource when I, when I call and I say, is Beyond Hypothermia an LP or is that a collection of EPs? Just in case you're curious, it's a collection of collection EPs. Collection of EPs, right? But, but uh, so I, I call, uh, I call a friend in Boston and, and uh, somehow this launches in to kind of old Boston beefs and old Boston, uh, you know, and, sure. and when that kid came around, we all sort of said, mm, you know, I mean, that sort of thing. And uh uh, that sort of sh- that sort of shit is fascinating. Like it, yeah. it, it is, uh, you know, we, we do spend a lot of times in in the same, not just you and I, but uh, you know, subculture people spend a lot of time orbiting each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, totally. And uh, uh, what I think is super interesting now in adulthood is seeing how those uh, how much preconceived notion goes into those orbits. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> so if you are 
floating around somebody like, yeah, like for example, I'm not going to use any names, but a, uh, a band, uh, I don't want to be reductive. I'll, I'll say that they, if I say they got in trouble, that, that makes it sound re- reductive and uh, whatever. Sure. Uh, but people said, I knew they were shitty guys. All right. And it's like, and, and, and it's so, that's so curious to me. How did you know someone that you never met yeah. was a shitty guy? Sure. <laughs> Unless they're like blatantly advertising it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, if, if they've got a vine, that's just them kicking women into traffic. Right. That's a bad guy. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I get easy it. Easy to identify. Yeah, yeah. But for most people, what you're relying on is sort of these, uh, we're going to keep the orbit theme for a second. I love it. You, you are just picking up space dust. It's are, true. And, and hearing like, like, oh, but you're not, you don't, you can't confirm anything. Because you, you've never, right. No, you've no. You've never it's met a, the human being. You know what I mean? So that to me is, uh, that's what I find fascinating. Uh, now, you know, at, at age 18, I was probably just, a, just as, uh, uh, just as much a victim to, uh, uh, you know, what's the silent majority song, uh, p- uh, popular opinion, you know what I mean? Yes. Where, where, uh, you know, you hear something yeah. and, and, and you hear, you might hear it again, but you, what's interesting is that you might hear it again from somebody who heard the same thing you did, who doesn't have any further facts on a matter. You know what I mean? It's just, that it, you know, it grows and it grows and it grows. And, uh, so, and I think that at different points in my life, I was probably right there, right there with everybody. Just, sure. just. Picking up the space dust. Picking up the space dust. But but now when I hear things like, you know, I'll take any, if something's a legitimate allegation, take it serious. But like if, right. if something's just like, I knew they were shitty dudes. What does that mean? Totally. <laughs> what does that fucking mean? Totally. You're, you're so, casting. I mean, I'm really glad we're talking about this because it, it, honestly, it's not something I've really talked about on the mm-hmm. show, but it's like, I do... I don't know whether it was like, you know, at an early age, I was able to adopt the idea where it's like, hey, my relationships with people are kind of on a one to one basis. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, if you're not, you know, if someone isn't stabbing you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to consider that person like, you know, like, okay, well, like they didn't, you know, like they didn't do anything wrong to me per se. (laughs) See, see, this is an unpopular opinion in what we do, because you and I both know people that will carry the beef for 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 someone who is seven steps removed from that. Absolutely. And uh I, I've had to disappoint quite a few people in my life where I just go, nah, I got no problem. I got no problem. Totally. And people want you to have a problem. People, yeah. people want you to, to carry their beef. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I can be a petty little, little man. Yeah. There, there is no doubt. You know what I mean? Like my, my, my reputation on that for anybody that might've picked up that space dust, that, that, that's reality. Sure, that's reality. But, but, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, people wanting you to carry their beef it better be serious beef because if it's just like uh, he deaded me on a bag of weed or, or or he he started dating my girlfriend after me started dating my ex-girlfriend yo i couldn't carry that beef for anybody that's insane you totally know I mean? totally like, so uh yeah and, I've and, a, and a lot of it i mean a lot of it I, I do attribute like you were mentioning earlier like you attribute that to youth like obviously when you're younger you carry it, because honestly you've got way more space to carry uh, a lot of these emotions that just don't, sure. are irrelevant when you get hit a certain age where you're just like oh yeah I shouldn't even care about that you, you know I also think that there's certain people who uh, maybe by nature are less judgmental or, or I <clears throat> so introducing uh, my girlfriend to your podcast we listened we just hit one at random sure and we listened to uh, Jeff from run for cover oh yes and Jeff and I met when we both wanted to date or mess around with the same girl. Right. And this was years ago for, sure. you know, uh, yeah. Keep those keeping track. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's contextualize that. We're both happy with, with, with our, with our partners. But, 
uh, this was years ago, uh, both had a thing for the same woman, right? And uh, Jeff is the sort that he puts my records out. You know what right. I mean? Like, like, like it's uh, for certain people, there's not like he's one of those people. He's not carrying the beef for anybody, not because he's a coward, not because he's uh, uh, he doesn't have strong feelings on things, mm-hmm. just because he knows how ridiculous people can be. You know what I mean? So he doesn't, he doesn't even carry his own beefs. You know what I mean? And that's a nice way to be. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I wish I could carry, I wish I could carry less beef for sure. Sure. Uh, but I, uh, it is a function of youth, I think for many people. Mm-hmm. And then when, you know, when you start hitting your mid twenties, if you're still behaving and I'm, listen, I'm a guy who I just quit my job to write comic books full time. I'm in two bands that tour entirely too much. Uh, I like not being my age, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, I like that, but certain things become wildly unflattering, uh, <laughs> after a certain age. Of course. And, and, and one of those things is, uh, it is sort of uh, a fixation on petty, like again, not naming any names. I follow the Twitter of someone, and you know how some people curate their Twitter to only be things that that uh, echo their sentiments, or, 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 or but then there's other people like me that just wants things that make them angry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> so, right. so, so I continue to follow people that I don't agree with on any level, right? right? And, and uh, to fuel that fire, yeah, I guess you know. I I, I say it's uh, uh, the auspices of me trying to understand people and, and be a more well-rounded person, but really all I'm doing is like looking at things and pulling my hair out and be like, "Are you out of your <laughs> effing mind?" Totally. But there's a. Uh, there's a, a person I follow, uh, and I, I'm going to throw the Midwest in here. Okay. I, I'm just going to say it's a Midwest thing. Midwest, for sure. You, you know what I mean? It's uh, which uh, th- th- Maybe this could kick up a beef. Maybe maybe I'll pass through Tulsa and get my head kicked in by, you know what I mean? by a kid with Tulsa under his eye. You know what I mean? Totally. But, but uh, uh, it's, uh, this person's not from the Tulsa, but it's, uh, I just, you know, I paint with a broad brush with the Midwest. on my on, In the morning today, I, I watched a BBC thing about... Uh, uh, a group trying to get uh, refugees to Montana and the incredible amount of human beings trying to stand in their way. Mm-hmm. So I just have a negative view of, of, the, of the Midwest. I pass through it like three times a year and every time I'm like, Jesus Christ, right. these, these people exist. <laughs> what is yeah. this? So uh, let's kick up some beef here. Sure. So, so I, I was, uh, I, this Twitter is like somebody who is like, in my view, too old. And I, I typically hate that sort of statement because again, my interests are, child interest tr- sure, truly course. and i'm not i don't run you, that. well youth culture will say <laughs> youth culture I, i'm with that i'm with that uh <laughs> you know young till i die exactly so, so I, I i'm i'm with all that but this person is engaged in the pettiest of beefs oh. at all times right and i used to work with i used to uh, uh work in human services a direct care worker for people with disabilities and, and one of my coworkers was a was an old lady you know like and i guess I guess old is is a shifting paradigm now, right? Like, cause, sure, because sixty, you can you can still be a kickboxer at sixty now. But like, mm-hmm. this was uh, probably like a you know sixty sixty five year old lady, and uh, I never I, I didn't understand this sort of person in, until I met this woman. But now I see there's people. So they say that you know my my, my mother is uh, uh, she, she works in education theory and and okay. and. and uh, uh, developmental, uh, you know, I'm going to sound like an idiot if I start, if I, 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 yeah, don't, I, don't, I, I, I don't work in this field. So for anybody <laughs> curious, um, but, right. uh, there's a lot of research that indicates that your first few years of life, uh, really, uh, set the tone for, for sort of your, uh, disposition, mm-hmm. right. And, and, uh, 
so let's not say maybe personality, right? Because that, that, that can be changed throughout Malleable, your life. Sure. But, but you're sort of, uh, uh, the way you comport yourself in, in, in situations like high stress versus low stress, right? right. So if you're born in a war zone, uh, there's a, there's a likelihood that you will have a difficult time with calm. You will have a, you will feel more anxiety during moments that most of us feel tranquility, sure. right? And just as a function of, of bombs going off right. you know I mean? and everybody around you. Instinct, yeah. Right. So, uh, this woman, uh, who I worked with was, uh, only comfortable if there was hostility, only comfortable if there was, uh, a, a, a fire, you mm-hmm. know, what I mean? sure. <laughs> only comfortable in crisis. Right. And that's the sort of person that like, I'm not taking anything away from that. That, that might be a, a frontline medic that, that would save a lot of lives, you know, but, but, uh, when it came to moments of Hey, isn't it awesome that everything is right, everything's chill, isn't it awesome? Right. Everything's so relaxed. Mm-hmm. You could see she would have like a calm before the storm, sort of bubbling anxiety, could right. not feel comfortable in her own skin. Oh. And uh, that's what I think this person I follow on Twitter is because if they are not beefing, they are not living. They, totally. You know they're like, they, this, this engagement that I get, I'm tapping into the, <laughs> the vein of rage that makes me comfortable. Well, I mean, we see this, like, there's all these studies now about, uh, about outrage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, speaking broadly, whatever the term means, right? Yeah. But, but, but the, uh, about outrage and how it, it does, in some small way, get you high. You know what oh, I mean? Sure. <laughs> like, like it, it, like it feeds that sort of, that sort of thing that, uh, whatever that, whatever dopamine, dopamine is yeah, sent yeah, exactly. out into your system. And, uh, so it makes, it makes sense to me. Uh, but those people can be tiring and this Twitter is very tiring. <laughs> it is like every day I feel like commenting every day, like, sure. But you don't want to be the person that like, because well, I mean, that's ultimately what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you, and you not engaging is, is obviously doing you justice, but then also in turn, not feeding into what they are actually trying to inject yeah, in the culture. I, I, and I mean, yes. And, yeah. And, but like when people, when I can see people are fishing to beef with me personally, Oh sure. Uh, I can go either <clears throat> way on that. Uh, oh sure. Uh, well, cause it's, I mean, if you find entertainment out of it, like I, you know, there are times where you can engage, yeah, you can choose precisely. to disengage. Precisely. Right. Right. Uh, and the internet, uh, makes it so exactly, as you said, you can disengage any old time you want. You right. know, uh, I think people forget that, right. That might maybe, and that's perhaps a generational thing. Like, uh, I li- listen, when I see an 18 year old that is, thinks that because they were destroyed online in some way, defamed online in some way that their life is over. T- totally. Like, it, now, to me, that's ridiculous because, like, literally, I, I, most of us got laptops. Now, you just close the laptop, you know, right. what I mean? <laughs> just, yeah. like, and that whole world doesn't even exist anymore, right? right? But I also have to concede that, like, I'm older than 18, and sure, and, you and, live, you've lived in both the analog and the digital world. Like, to me, the internet is not a particularly scary place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, it's not, and I hate to say it's not real, right? Because, like, I yeah, under, yeah. I recognize that perception is reality in in terms of how it affects behavior right so so if you believe something like if if i believe there's a tiger in this room right it doesn't matter that there's not i'm gonna jump out the window and and the window and the wind and i'm falling out the window regardless of the tiger's reality right exactly so i i'm not taking anything away from the 18 year old that is that's their life that's they're struggling that is a that is a hard moment and Mm -hmm. i understand that but as a as a objective perhaps or at least through my lens of observing this thing you got perspective yeah, it is wild that like, it is. because the internet is like i mean i can you know i did not come from a heavily beefy 
scene, but like people she, still did get punched in the head on occasion. Of and, course. And, and uh, it is uh, sort of the online. Um, it doesn't, I guess I, what I'm saying is it doesn't feel real until, you know, guy with face tattoo comes to your house and, of then, course. and, and, and that and, spills and, and, over into the real yeah, world. Yeah, right. right. And, and like, I understand like, but, the, but by the same token, I, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I do think that you can't treat something like a large room mm-hmm. and then not, and then not think about being approached because like, sure. it, like there's nothing ruder in this life. In this life, and please, I'm a rude motherfucker, and, but the, so I know, I understand. Right. There's nothing ruder in this life than talking loud enough for somebody to hear. That is straight up the rudest, low classness, most piece of totally. shit thing you can do. <laughs> and what you're doing is you're passive aggressively inviting a conflict sure. that a lot of times you don't actually want. You just you're being that piece of shit, right? You know what I mean, and that is one that like, so on the internet, in that respect, I think the internet is real. Where like, hey. If you're like, when I see like, I think there's a terrible double standard for like celebrities or even like people like me who we would call, we would call call grade Z celebrities, you know what I mean? Like on the whole scale. Right. right, Yeah, exactly. Whatever's under Z, I'm that, right? I get recognized at a Whole Foods, you know what I mean? Totally. So the, uh, whatever that is, whatever it is where you feel like, like you have entitlement to other people because they're, they are a product to you. They're visual. Of course. Like whatever you, you are, you are known, you are at some level of stature that, that others may look up to What whatever that is. Right. Mm-hmm. The, when you speak loud enough, when you're in a room, like right. if you were in a room with me and you're like, that Patrick Kinlan, what a piece of shit. Right. And, and I heard you, right. I could make the decision to approach you or to be like, wow, that was a wild decision. That guy, he's got, right. Ray's got a real wild attitude. Yep. <laughs> but, I don't see how it's so much different on the internet. And I think it's a, it's a kind of a gross double standard because, you know, just because somebody's got a little stature doesn't mean that he doesn't have the 10 seconds to shit on you. Right. You, you know what I mean? If he hears you say, like if somebody yelled to you on the street, fuck you, you might yell, fuck you back. And, right. and trust me, it didn't take any effort and you're not mad. You know what I mean? But like it, it, uh, I, so I, whenever I see like, oh, it's petty to punch down, it's petty to do that. And it's like, yo, punch down. How many times, like how many times you got to get punched up on until you're like, listen, I'm just going to step on a motherfucker. This is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, uh, I think in that respect, we're very double standardy with, with people on the internet where it's like, listen, I, I don't think anything's got to escalate to like an actual, like I, things are real when it's like, Hey, I, I know your house. I know where you live and I'm going to come to your house. That's real. Don't do that. That's that's called a threat. Yeah, it's don't not do, thinly veiled. Yeah, yeah, we're shooting straight which, at it, which actually please get me back to the to the point if you don't mind but but uh a quick aside yeah. did you know you can threaten people like like if uh i, I asked some kids online i uh, like i asked if anybody was a lawyer and like only two people responded that were lawyers but plenty of people have lawyers for parents that were like or, sure. or, or lawyers for brothers that were like hey let me let me ask uh as it turns out you can make any threat as long as it's absurd there has to be a a believable element Okay. To your threat. So, for example, if if somebody's talking to you on the phone, like a like a, a, a debt collector, for sure. example, and you say, "Hey, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna travel through this phone line, and I'm gonna jump out of this fucking phone. I'm bite right. your dick off." You know what I mean? Like, sure, hey, you can say that, right? Because there's no chance that you can actually travel through a phone line, so far as we understand uh, right, physics. Right, right. You know what I mean? So. Fun fact for anybody that I just wanted to share that with the world. No, I appreciate I could, that. Could, could, so when so I learned that, I was blown. My mind was blown. 
So reflecting back on the time that I got threatened by a booking agent for not giving him a band so that he would, let's see, he threatened to uh, pull me over on my, one of, on my way to one of my shitty metalcore shows <laughs> and fucking kill me. That, that's like, okay, that I could potentially, that's, that may be actionable. Uh, yes, that is actionable. <laughs> but had he said, I'm going to shoot electricity out of my fingers. <laughs> and, that is not. Not me. actionable. Yeah, yeah. Right. Excuse me, pardon the interruption, but I promise this is worth your while. Like, I know a lot of you that are listening to this show are super keyed into graphics, aesthetics, design, all that sort of stuff. So if you yourself are looking for a professional vector design app, you should take a look at Autodesk Graphic. So a lot of my friends that are involved with this sort of stuff tell me that this is the real deal. So Graphic is a full-featured app for making icons, illustrations, user interface and user experience design, and everything else you'd expect a professional vector design app. So basically, this thing will allow you to open, edit, save faster, or vector images, layered Photoshop or Illustrator files, CSS, SVG, PDF, and just about any other file format you can think of. You can open an AI, which is an Adobe Illustrator. Look at me. I know my stuff. <laughs> you can open that and export it to a clean CSS code or a web-ready web SVG with just a few clicks. Like, I'm not going to pretend to know what all of those acronyms are. I've seen them. I know what's up. But trust me, I've, I've used this app. And I don't know anything about it. And I was able to figure it out and kind of like poke around and be like, yo, if you know how to do any of this, you are going to love this thing. It's available on your Mac, your phone, and even on your iPad. So you can design without compromise anywhere you go. Say you're on tour. Boom, 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 boom. Done. Shirt design. Go to the printer. Done. There we go. Awesome. And then that way you've got cool looking stuff to sell at your shows. And plus, the iPad app is not a companion app for the desktop version. It's fully featured design software is what the pros use to hand-draw vector illustrations and create gorgeous logos or mock-up websites on the fly. Trust me, this is the real deal. So what you need to do is visit graphic.com to learn more about Autodesk Graphic or check it out in the App Store. Seriously, don't go anywhere else if you want to be in the know as far as design stuff is concerned. Autodesk Graphic. Visit graphic.com. Just do it, okay? Please. All right, now here's Patrick. Well, no, I appreciate, I mean, I, I like these, these thoughts because I mean, I knew in speaking to you that this would be a, uh, obviously free flowing conversation like all these are, but you, um, you have the ability in many different ways. And I've noticed this across all, I mean, not only the, the bands that you do, but basically any artistic project that you put out is, is just the beginning of a conversation. Okay. So this has been an issue at my workplaces, right? Like, sure. Because, uh, if I have to make presentations, it's, 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 a uh, People want you to be concise and people yeah. want you to have a point. People want, they prefer You're, if you have a point. Right. You know I mean? so, Brevity is not something you are known for. No. And, and, and I used to, now that I'm not working in situations where I've got to do that. Right. I'm actually just full on embracing who I am and saying, listen, nothing I say ever arrives at a point. Sure. Ever. Right. And, I'll and, travel around it. Yeah. 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 And maybe, I mean, maybe we'll, maybe we'll step in it by accident, but we're going to keep moving the second we step in it. Right. So, and, uh, I'm not a, I used to have to apologize because of certain jobs. I'd be like, okay, let me get back on track here. Now, yeah, answer, you don't. Uh, yeah, I'm only answering to myself. So f- fuck the world. You know what I mean? I'm going to tangent. Right. I'm going to tangent until I die. <laughs> you know I mean? But with the, cause it does. The reason I mentioned that is because obviously like, <clears throat> especially, you know, over, 
over the past, I would say, you know, five to seven years, mm-hmm. that's when I would think that obviously the artistic expression that you're doing mm-hmm. is that sort of just like, hey, I'm presenting this idea. And like this, is, I'm just getting, I want you to think about this thing. Well, you, you know what, uh, for, for when it comes to self-defense music, right? When it, sure. com- when it comes to self-defense, it is, and and this is not easy. I've, I've learned, I used to think that it was, uh, you know how everybody, everybody wants to blame the thing either immediately before them or immediately after them. Sure. Right. So, uh, I used to think, you know, what the fuck is wrong with people that, that, that like now they can't understand that something could be process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That everything has to be product. Like it has to be finite. Like, right. Like, like you, I, I truly, I've always blamed like, for example, yep. um, uh, recording, uh, uh, budgets and recording quality. Mm-hmm. Right now, I can't do. I can't listen to chokehold. Even when I was a kid, that was no. that, that was brutally recorded. In Trash a way cans that, on the stairs. Yeah, it's terrible. But what I think is a good recording is one that is um, fairly dry. Uh, doesn't have to be big. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And, and, but there was a period where that was so out, <laughs> and everything had to sound big and loud in right. a way that it's kind of ingenuine because it's not actually big and loud. It doesn't represent dynamics in the recording. It no. ju- it's just cranking it. Yeah. 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 It's just cranking it. And, uh, and then, you know, triggered drums, which aren't anything new. I, I sound a hundred if I start saying like triggered drums, right. but, 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 but like the, there was a whole bunch of things that like I didn't understand mm-hmm. and, and, uh, felt for lack of a better word, new Jack and stupid to me. Sure. Uh, and so you always want to, you want to put that on, like I said, either the people before you or, in this case, the people after, like, these fucking kids. Yeah, what are they doing? <laughs> you know, like, right. and that's how everybody is, right? And and uh, for a while, I saw it like that, like, what? yo, because what self-defense is, is it's pure process music. Mm-hmm. It, there's very little end product, despite, yeah. the fact that we, despite the fact that we put out many products per year. Right. Right. Uh, the, the idea here is that you don't get hung up on any one of them. You might love one record, hate another record, and I'm at peace with that. That's good. You know, right. I mean? but if you don't like I did recently, there were maybe about half a year ago, I listened to the entire Guided by Voices discography. Oh my gosh, yeah. Which we're talking about days, days worth, right. worth of music. And I still found like ten hours worth of real genuinely brilliant, brilliant songs, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh but to get to those, I had to go through, I had to trudge, yeah, trudge. Yeah. And that sounds to some people listening maybe to this interview, an unpleasant experience. Mm-hmm. But I'm the exact opposite sort of dude where that is quite the pleasurable experience. You want, you want to do the work. <clears throat> yeah, well, let me hear the process. Of you course. Know I mean? Let me hear the, fu- like, we'll, we'll recycle riffs. You know why? Because we didn't get it right the first time. You know, <laughs> totally. We can do this seven years later because we're still... We still didn't exactly get what we were trying to do and back then. And it's our riff. Yeah. Fucking die slow if you don't like it. You know, you know what I mean? So, totally. So, the, the, uh, so to me, it's like pure process music. And right. I'm, I'm never going to arrive at a, at, at, a, at a completed thing, right? And, right? and I'm very much at peace with that. But, but I was realizing in some of the write-ups that the, the way that people uh, would try to contextualize that music, not to get too heavy on, on my own music, right? Like, but like, it, like the way that people talk about it. I uh, I was thinking, yeah, these fuckers don't get it. You know sure. what I mean? Like, the, the, and 
And that's how every asshole well, because, feels, obviously. Well, you know what I mean? But, and, I, and I think, I mean, to your point, I think it's because of the existence within the context of punk and hardcore. That's true. It would be, you know, like if you were, uh, you know, around in New York City in the late 70s hanging out with John Zorn. Yeah. Like you could do like, you know, you, you were you were uh, touring with Throbbing Gristle, like you would be able to do whatever you want and people would would, you know, sing its high praises. But because you come from a scene that from a larger, you know, musical sense usually is either it gets completely ignored mm-hmm. or if it does get covered, it's, you know, a very rare occasion where a band, you know, a heavy, aggressive band gets lauded, you know, so it's like that's why people. Like well, you, like you said, they only can pay attention to the fact that it's just like, what does this record sound like? Oh, like it's, it's about a stripper. Like I don't know, what does this mean? Yeah, it, well, I mean that's the thing, right? Is is uh, firstly when when subculture music gets covered, it's nine times out of ten condescending as hell. Absolutely, yeah, you know I mean? and and I, I'm somewhat forgiven of that, like yeah. which I was I was never, but now I realize if if you asked me to cover, I don't even know uh, something that I'm wholly ignorant on. Like Gabber music, right? Okay. Like if you asked me to to cover Gabber, and you're like, and I was like, okay, that's that German shit that moves real fast, I guess, right? Sure. And like me, so like when I I would not be able to tell you the difference between oh, this is ninety two to ninety seven Gabber, this is modern Gabber, like, right. I, like so when I hear when I read an ignorant statement calling something, for example, grindcore when it is definitively not grindcore by, by any reasonable standard of the people that enjoy grindcore. Like I, I understand that there's that rankles, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And people feel away, but you got to be honest with yourself and say, what we do is so goddamn specific and so unknowable to, and I try to understand this. So for, for, I did this the other day. We're going to, we're going on a tangent now again. You ready? It's fine. So, Last night I recorded some vocals and uh, the engineer and I were talking about Batman versus Superman. Okay. Now it's about as painful a movie as, as I've ever endured. Endured. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, 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 I'm not, I don't think I'm talking out of school. No. My, my, my midway through it, my girl's like, can we like have sex or something? I was like, I can't. I physically I'm limp. This is this movie. Right. This movie has, has sucked everything it's, it's out of me. drained. I, I don't know if I'll ever get hard again. Right. You know, it's terrible. Right. And the person, my engineer last night really enjoyed it. And his point was, I just like to see colorful things kick each other. And I, how can I argue with that? No. Yeah. You're you like, that's, that's right. I, <laughs> you win, you win. Right. Right. So like, it's a bit, and I realized I do that with comedy. I don't care if if a comedy makes a lick of fucking sense. Mm-hmm. As long as I laugh, I feel like it's met its goal, right? Totally. But if you give me something that's like at all dramatic, I I kick into a sort of critical thinking mode right. where, where I say, okay, well, what are the themes, the thrust, the what are the, the merits the, of this? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I realized that there's plenty of things. Like for example, I, I okay, <laughs> the other day. Uh, a little brother of a friend okay. uh, asked me a music question uh, about my ambitions in music, some goals and whatever. And he is sort of in like a, like uh, he's young. He's, you know, he's an 18 year old kid that like is in a, I, what used to be rise records. I don't know what rise. Sure. Well, I don't know whatever what rise, we call it. Warp tourish. Right. right. I don't know what rise is doing right this second. So like, uh, whatever, sure. but, but, but like, you know, swoop hair. Right? right. Like what at all, whatever that means now right. in the year 2016, <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. But, like, but the, the, uh, he's in that sort of thing, which 
typically, but maybe not always, and maybe not moving forward, but up till this point has typically been uh, tied to career, careerist mm-hmm. so, so, sort of sort we of. We can thinking. make a living out of this, yeah, right? Sort of thinking, and uh, and that's all he knows, right? And I realized I looked up after 20 minutes, realizing that there was foam coming out of my mouth. And, and, and like I, there were specks of spit coming. I was, I was ranting. He was trapped in a car with me and I'm just, I, I, I'm, I, right. I'm, I'm getting, you know, yeah. I, I, old man sweats, right? I'm ta- I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about, uh, the, the you know, t- t- types of confirmation biases and, 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 uh, and, uh, critical theory. And I'm, and, and I'm like, I'm ranting and I'm like, you know, and, and vein in my head is popping out. And I was like, Oh shit. This doesn't matter to this kid at all. No, <laughs> like I just pulled one of those wrong audience. Yeah, wrong I, just, audience. I just pulled one of those lunatic things. <laughs> but but like here's the thing: is like music to me. Same thing with comics. It, it, there's just a couple things. Like honestly, you couldn't get me to care about ninety percent of this fucking world. Right. But but there's just a couple things that resonate with me, and I have a tendency to be pretentious, mm-hmm. sanctimonious, perhaps dickheaded about those things because I genuinely care. Right? Of course. So. <clears throat> But what I have to remember is that if you asked me, what do you think of this remote control car? I'd be like, looks pretty good. Does it go? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know I mean, Does look, it work? I'd be like, looks pretty good. But to the dude who truly with all his heart loves RC cars, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like electric. My, yeah. sh- my shit is gas. What is right. this what bullshit? Do you do? Right. Yeah, yeah, you know what? So, and, and that's like an important thing to remember, right? Mm-hmm. Because like. I can get hostile as a motherfucker when I feel like somebody is, is not, uh, not respecting the things that I care about. Sure. But at the same time, I mean, I don't respect 99% right. of the things. I don't give a fuck about their religions. And, yeah. and, and then how the fuck do I expect them to care what's grindcore and, and what's fast hardcore? So it's like, so that's an important thing to remember yeah. uh, that we're all capable of forgetting sometimes. Totally. <laughs> you know? Well, I think, I think the, uh, this is something I was going to bring up later, but it's a important, uh, or it's a good process on this is the, um, the, the discussion that you have, um, because you are, uh, you're willing to obviously engage, like you said, you know, you obviously have a lot of online channels in which people can reach you from Twitter to, you know, Tumblr, everything. Impossible amount of assholes per day. Exactly. But the, uh, the amount, especially more so on Twitter, I let the, the, the conversations that you put forward mm. in regards to like, actually I'm thinking of one in particular where it's just like, you know, thrice and a lot of dispute recently toured together. Mm. And you were, you were really trying to parse why certain people liked thrice, but didn't like a lot of dispute and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then if there's this Venn diagram intersecting and I just think it's, um, to me, those are, you know, I mean, I know you were, you were putting thought behind this. Like it wasn't just you shooting exactly from the hip. You were genuinely like curious because you're like trying to observe this in some capacity. Um, cause I think it's, it's in the same, in the same exact point of what you're trying to, what you're talking about as far as being, you know, reductive towards stuff you don't understand, mm-hmm. but you want, you, you genuinely want to understand where it's just like, you know, using an easy target where it's like Black Veil Brides. You're just like, okay, like that's a band like musically, like that's not for us. Like, yeah. and we know, we both know that, but what we care about is why these people, why people are engaging with the band, you know? And I think that's just the, to I, me, those are the, those are the discussions that should be had as opposed to the nature in which people are just like, oh, look at that fucking band with makeup. Like, look at that horseshit. See, here's the thing. I, I, I think that it's strange when I think people do that as a defense mechanism when they feel like something illegitimate is being lumped in with them and they view themselves sure. to, be, to be legitimate. Right. right. Of course. And we all do that. Right. Yes. Like, but I think, uh, 
if you can read a National Geographic and see a culture, you know, 8,000 miles away, you know what I mean? And, and say, uh, wow, I can look at the, like, I'm fascinated by everything I'm reading and I'm reading without judgment. Right. You, you know what I mean? I, I think then you could probably manage it for the warp Tour band. <laughs> you of know? course. But that's when we all get defensive is when, when like a square thinks that that's the same, th- like trying to explain to people I'm in a fucking punk band. Oh my gosh. Like, yo, you've been through this where like people hold their hands up like, like Mohawk. Mohawk? You know, and, you're, and, and you're like, you're like, no, 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 no. Like, no, I'm not the exploited. I tell people it's, I, I now I, for self-defense, I just go, it is very slow, annoying rock music. Sure. And, and, and then they kind of, at least they can be like, right. I, I, slow and annoying rock music. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, totally. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, um, I think that it is a defense mechanism that, mm-hmm. that, that we all, that we all do, but like, you know, um, we've played shows, uh, or, or at least festivals with, with law dispute and, but I don't, and, and people th- like, it's so hard w- when you're talking about something and you're being objective, but you understand that people, uh, uh, the internet has taught me that people can read the wildest shit mm-hmm. into anything. Of course. You know what I mean? The other day I was asked about it. Give me back to a lot of dispute in a second, but, the, but, fine. but the other day I was asked about a, um, about a band, uh, leaving a label to, for another label. <laughs> And, and, and I, like, I like how you're like the judge Judy people yeah. like go to you or it's like, Hey, what's the hot take here? Pat? Well, well, the thing is, is that like, you know, I, I, uh, I currently work for a booking agent, uh, right. uh, for just another month, but, uh, I've also been around music for, for a long minute now. So, and I'm also not terribly afraid to talk about money. I don't see it as being gross as long as we're not being specific of course, right? right like right. nobody likes it. Nobody. I don't like to do anybody's accounting for them. But like when people are like, you can speak in generalities. When people are like, the Melvins made a million dollars last year, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, I can call their booking agent. I assure you that they're not. No. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, you want to know the gross? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like it's absurd. Or I you know you want to know the net. Yeah, that like, may be gross. You want to know the net? <laughs> I mean, it is so so. So I'm not afraid to talk about, uh, about, my, so people have those sort of questions, like explain yeah. this to me. Why, well, why would a band do this or why would a band do that? And I'm, I'm actually, I find that stuff, uh, this ties back into what we're saying Yeah. when it is not your money mm-hmm. and when it is not your, uh, when it's not your band, right. you know, and I guess this is a function of age too, is that as 18 year olds, we see the entire planet as needing our opinion and of course and, and but by the time that you're a little bit older you you're you're like uh does my old lady love me like <laughs> I, I i guess i don't need the, you know all this other validation <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so so you start to tighten up on that right and uh now so i'm at the point now where you know maybe maybe years ago i couldn't talk about certain certain types of music without getting defensive or, or, right. or, or, or whatever. But now it's like, I feel like for better or for worse, I'm somewhat on an Island w- w- when it comes to my interests of course. And, and, and I'm able to talk about other islands without, without anger or, or, of or, or, from or a, almost, I mean, almost a scientific perspective yeah, where you yeah. just, you can look at this and just be like, yes, I understand the late nineties metalcore boom. <laughs> I understand <laughs> yeah. the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you understand all of these things. Cause ultimately 
the the thing that bothers me in regards to uh, whatever the, the internet, the younger people, whatever you want to call it, is the uh, it's devoid of context. Like you know, because whatever we, I could, we goddamn hate context now. <laughs> no, I know, and like I could, and honestly, that's why. Like that's one of the reasons why I like to do the show is because I try to obviously not only put the the person's life that I'm speaking to in context of where they sit you know, in whatever the scene, what music they've put out, but then also in the context of just like, like I could mention to you, um, you know, drive through records. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're going to think of like, dude, that was like the hugest label in the late nineties and early two thousands. They had a stage in the warp tour. And like, you know, you mentioned it to a kid now and like, yeah, they could find that information on Wikipedia, but it's not going to have the same context or impact. I'm going to take us for a turn in this. Please. Uh, hold, hold, but let's real quick. The law dispute thing. Yes. Uh, that's a band that we've played festivals on the same right. stage and all that, but like I don't necessarily consider that the same thing, and that, sure. that, that's why I was prefacing it with saying that people read into things because that's not an insult, you know. Totally. And, and furthermore, a lot of dispute doesn't need my validation. They got more fans than yeah, they're good, they're you know good, I mean? right, right, right. So, so uh, you know, and it's like that for a lot of things, like Deaf Heaven. Like I can talk about Deaf Heaven all day because I can be very objective about the fact that it's not for me, and sure, and, and that's fine. But the. Uh, but but that's why when I was talking about Thrice and and uh, and La Dispute, why those two actually really work for that conversation is because I don't f- I don't have a dog in that race. Right. I, I, like I'm looking at it somewhat objectively. But if you were like, uh, you know, I really like the band Blacklisted. And if you said uh, if you were talking to me about a tour where Blacklisted was opening for something that I thought was really bad, I would, I would get, I would, I would be up in arms, you know what I mean? But, but because I don't really, I don't know a lot about thrice music. I don't know a lot about, but like, I know enough to have this conversation of like, isn't it interesting that like, so I I think that the, the Island thing, uh, can, can help you, Mm -hmm. uh, be clear. (laughs) Absolutely. So, but Please bring me back. I got distracted. No, you're, oh, you're, you're fine. Oh, oh, yes. Let's no, talk about, let's talk about age and perception for just a moment. And con- or, or, or context. That's what I was like, the, the, the devoid of context yeah. where it's like, and, and another example I like to use too is like, obviously people look at victory records and they're just like, oh, I mean, it's a God awful label. And I, I don't disagree with that no, statement sure. now, but the, you can't take away the relevant, like what it did. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. Everybody. When we talk about lenses and, and, and right. context, we got to remember that people make their own, right? It's so, true. So, like, uh, the other day I put this one out on, on Twitter, and, and I was uh, because my girl and I were making a list of sort of like uh, making a playlist uh, as we were driving of sort of heavy alt music. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, this is like, we're talking about quicksand. We're talking about Jawbox, We're, t- we're, we're talking about things in that, in, in, like maybe on the extreme end, we're talking about unsane or Jesus lizard, but like, we're, we're talking about heavy alt hel- sure. helmet, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Yep. And she threw Snapcase in and, and she's not wrong, right? No. That, like musically, she's absolutely correct. Yes. However, because I, I'm older than she is. I, I balked and said, no, that's a hardcore band. Right. And, 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 but I mean, yeah, you're like early stuff. No way. Maybe later stuff you could argue, but, yeah, but, 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 but still, but here's what's fascinating is, is, uh, both contexts are, are well, you can argue for both contexts mm-hmm. because they, they certainly were a hardcore band sure. and, and I, I witnessed that. So, yeah, so, yes. I, so I can, I can say that, right that, from the that, ground that, up, this, yes. I can say, so that is true. Right. So, right. but if you just crash landed on this planet and you put them on a playlist mm-hmm. with any of the bands I just mentioned, 
it wouldn't sound terribly incongruent at all. Not at all. So I'm right, quote unquote, but she's going to be right moving forward. Sure. <laughs> but but the, but the thing is, but you can, you, it's not a matter of who's right, obviously. It's a matter of, you can put it, you can put the whole thing in context. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be like, yes, they started off as a hardcore band and blah, blah, blah. And you're able to trace the lineage where it's just right. like, like you said, using the alien example, you can understand why a person would be like, oh yeah, they would tour with Helmet. Right. Totally. But that's what it's like to me. That's what the level of importance is of just like showcasing these things that, you know, obviously have been, well, not distorted. Like they've been rightfully judged for whatever bad practices, whether it's a label or whatever. But then you, you do need to temper that with the fact that it's like, like I said, using drive through or victory as an example, you need to temper that with the fact that it's like, well, yeah, terrible label, like terrible business practices, but the revolution that it caused. See, something that, Speaking of context, for sure, yeah. uh, something that everybody forgets is that everything becomes whack. <laughs> of course. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Unless it's Discord, and then that's what you're... I know. We forget that, like... <laughs> no, I know. Musically, they, yes. They, yes. Had a, they had an incredibly whack period. Somebody they hit did. me the other day and was like, <laughs> was like, I'm going through my, my Discord discography, and people forget. It gets, it gets soft around the middle. It does. You know? <laughs> so, but uh, th- that sort of... Um, Everything, you know, like it's like that Batman thing, you know what I mean? Live long yeah. enough to be the villain. You, you will be the villain. You know yep. what I mean? Like ideas, and we see this right now. Like you you and I were the bleeding fringe mm-hmm. uh, of, of politics. You know right. what I mean? Like our entire life. Yep. And now things shift a little bit. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe our ideas will be popular again in three years. You know what I mean? But right now, there's people that think we're goddamn cavemen. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and but like... My whole life, I was judged as the fringy, you know, the fringy left guy. Totally. You know I mean? But now for some, perhaps not left enough. You know, right. what I mean? and, and so everything is, uh, you know, everything becomes whack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course. Uh, uh, yeah. The cool, the, 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 whatever the cool label that is adhered to is, is only going to last for a certain period of time. And we'll, and we'll look clowny in retrospect. Uh, the, yeah. the example I always use is Earth Crisis, which uh, that's a band that, how many years of a career is that? This is oh, we're talking, tw- I mean, 20, 20, oh, 20 plus so, for sure. So there's been periods where earth crisis was the hot button band that yep. like you either loved or you hated, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it elicited those strong young person of the moment feelings. Right. Uh, then perhaps, uh, just derided or, or maybe actually before that accepted as, Oh, this is Canon. You know what I mean? This is part of the, the hardcore right. lexicon of the, of American hardcore. Right. Yep. And then, other periods dismissed, mm-hmm. uh, other pis- uh, other periods derided fully and just laughed at, you sure. know what I mean? and then back to being respected back. And that shit to me is truly, fa- it's like Hemingway, right? Yeah. Like Hemingway in my life, and I'm not old, in my life, Hemingway has come in and out of favor mm-hmm. three times. That's insane. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? So something could be whack ten if for 10 years and, and looked at as like, Oh, this droll misogynist garbage. You know, right, right, and, right. And then like recontextualized and seen as like, wow, this prose is as tight as prose gets. Totally. And, and is sharp and, and uh, represents a viewpoint, which it, which is, and, and that's a thing that like, if you have, so, and this is worth talking about, mm-hmm. uh, if you have a viewpoint, you will fall in and out of favor. Of course. Uh, yeah, and, if you have an opinion. Uh, right. right. And uh, that doesn't mean that all opinions are are. Right. I mean, some mm-hmm. opinions are straight up stupid and, and, of course. and, and there is, there won't be a time or place where they're ever, <laughs> they're ever, ever okay. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, if you have a viewpoint and this is something that I wish everybody could remember is that, uh, you know, as, as I, as I, uh, 
so I, I was driving a borrowed expensive car and it, maybe this makes me sound like a total, I don't drive, I don't drive. I was just about to say it had satellite radio in it. Like that's something that only rich people have. Right. I, but like, it's just the fact that I don't drive a car with satellite radio. radio so sure. whatever. So you're like, this is weird. I, I don't get this. I right. sound like a broke redneck right now, but I, uh, I started driving this thing and I'm listening to Howard Stern and, uh, He's talking about the BET Awards, uh, where the fellow from Grey's Anatomy, uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, got on stage and said s- s- said some uh, 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 strong shit. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, it's, uh, had an opinion or two. And I don't, you know, I've listened to Howard Stern over the years. I I, I think I can anticipate what he's going to say. But like, I thought that his response was such a don't get me wrong, it's a radio man response, but it's also maybe how we should view a lot of things, which was, uh, he didn't get defensive as a white guy. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, like that wasn't his go-to at all, right. w- w- which is nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like white guys feel defensive, you, sure. know, you know, but his shit was just like, wow, this guy's really angry. Right. I'd love to be at a place. Uh, like uh, I could listen to him all day. I'd love to be at a party with him. And maybe that sounds dismissive to some, but to me, that's exactly like where I wish everybody was, which was like, oh, you got a strong opinion? Oh, okay. I, Let's listen to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't necessarily have to agree with you because, sure. and to me, that is like that, uh, I wish, and I think that we'll probably get back to it. Currently, we're at a place where uh, uh, viewpoints are not cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, like you're only allowed to have two. Sure. Uh, like a kid wrote me the other day and said, hey, I'm in, a, I'm in kind of like a right-leaning punk band is there any place for me do you think should i should i bother trying to play with other bands in my scene Mm -hmm. or or should i just you know play for the people that like it and to me like firstly the things that he listed as as right wing a couple of them are not and i thought that that was very firstly that was very strange right like that that uh traditionally leftist ideas are now being taken as as just part and parcel of a right And, right and that was and that that spoke to me of of a of a, of a shift of a sea change of a sort of, or at least a perception thing. And, uh, but then I had to be like, probably not <laughs> You know what I mean, Pro- at this exact moment. Like, like, so I, I'm from Albany, New York and, yep. and, and, uh, there's, there's bands a town over Troy and uh, uh, Troy, New York. And for those of you that, that, uh, uh, are not familiar with this type of music, there's a thing called Troy core and, and it's, it's for a reason. It has, it's a very, very distinct sort, mm-hmm. s- sort of, uh, metal influenced trash music, yes. like, like, uh, and that's I don't say that despairingly. No, you know, yeah, uh, it's probably self-described. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, there's bands in that. There's bands in that's it's that music comes from a decidedly white working class background mm-hmm. uh, or white unemployed background, right? And, and uh, as a result, it has a couple unpopular opinions in of there. Course. And, uh, you know, pro gun, uh, opinions right. are not uncommon. Uh, very, very, very one life crew esque, <laughs> but not, but not for comedy. Nope. Not for comedy. No, straight, no. straight up. This is just like, this is their reality. Yeah. 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 And, uh, now I'm going to go off on something wildly unpopular, lose, you know, <laughs> but there's a, uh, there's a racist band, not from Troy, New York. This is an English band. Uh, it, you know, the Troy bands, I should, I should be clear yeah. uh, are not racist bands. They're just bands that might might not fit with this moment of course. you know what i mean and uh but there is a racist band uh or was uh called skullhead that i think put out this one brilliant truly brilliant record uh and 
whenever people, you know, that like dorm room, 18 year old conversation people have about screwdrivers, sure. you know, and then always some, I only some, like the early stuff, right? <laughs> so well, you're right. right. And then, and then somebody comes through and is always like, there's much, much better oil and street punk bands. I don't understand why you'd listen to that. And it's like, okay, that's a danger. Sure. Like, like, let's get into that for a second. If, if we can, um, this thing, you don't realize you're doing it, but, the, but you are being a Christian when you do that. Uh, you are doing this thing where, uh, Christian music is held to a different standard and Christian music is for years. There was always a Christian analog to the thing that exists in the secular world. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so if you wanted hair metal, you know what I mean? Uh, But mom wouldn't let you listen to hair metal or you didn't feel right listening to hair metal, right? You got either Christian values are being imposed on you or you truly that's, that's your conviction. Uh, you would go with striper. Of course. Right. And, uh, Later, uh, uh, damn, I'm trying to think of some of those tooth and nail bands. Oh, well, there was, there was uh, also, well, I mean, DC talk was oh, a, sure, sure, sure. And then obviously like training for utopia, focal point, right. Training, strong arm training for utopia. That first record, if you wanted to listen to dead guy, but not get told that you, that religion is bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, tra- that, training first, for that first training utopia record. Good. Un- unbelievable. Good. So, so here's the thing. And sometimes those bands are great. You yeah. know what I mean? But sometimes they're trash that, that, that is, uh, a, a, a poor stand-in, You're right? For, for, An easy fix for that world, right? And, and you don't—I think people don't realize that they're doing this when when they say, "I would never listen to that racist material," mm-hmm. but I'll listen to an inferior version in my acceptable left liberal world. Like, I don't think you understand. You're doing that same game of of uh, of. Uh, uh, musical chairs. You're doing that same game. Of, uh, like uh, it's, if you care about music, if you care about art, you cannot do that. Sure. And I'm not telling you, you can't do that. You, yeah, it's your decision. you can do anything, right. but, but I'm telling you that you reveal yourself when you say, I will not listen to something that is superior because it has sentiments. I don't care for mm-hmm. you, you. If you think, well, actually, let me go one step further. You can say that, of course. But if you can, if you think that you can just take something that is not as good and push it into your life to fill that hole, just because the other thing is ugly, right? You don't. You care about perception. You care about uh, perhaps uh, social capital. Maybe if I'm going to be reductive, sure. Uh, but you do not care about art. You do not care about music. You do. If you think that things are replaceable by other things. You are wrong, my friend. Okay. <laughs> you, I mean, you you are just you are by any standard uh, uh, making a, 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 a thought that, that's a fallacy, right there. You, you, sure. You, and again, if something is so, like I can't really listen to Blood for Blood. You yeah. know why? Because it's so goddamn negative right. that it puts me in a state. <laughs> and if you wanted to say, "Hey, I can't listen to Skullhead because it puts me in a state," right? It like. Yo, I accept that. That's fine. Of course. But don't, don't try to say, well, I don't understand why you'd listen to this when there's also this other good, not because it's not as good. That's the fucking answer. Yeah, that's it. That, that is, <laughs> that, that's right, that is it. And again, maybe some of you are hearing this in this unpopular opinion. I, I listen, you know, stage a boycott. Fucking right. Because good. all you all, I mean, all you're doing, you, you, there's obviously art is subjective, but at the same time, you there there is a qualitative nature to it. Anybody that thinks there's not a platonic ideal to these things is stupid. Exactly. Straight straight up, they're stupid. Like like if, if particularly when we're talking about genre. Absolutely. You, you know what I mean, you cannot deny that some things 
you can, Hey, if you want to say, I prefer this thing because it speaks more to my sensibilities and it has a personality or, or it reminds me of my youth sure. or whatever. You know, that's fine. Go for it. You know, what I mean? also it's fine. If you want to break these records over your knee, you can do any fucking thing you want. Just so yep. we're clear. I'm not like, yeah. no, by hearing my voice, you are <laughs> not, not make it right. You right. are not being put in a prison of behavior. Yes. I'm just telling you that if you think that one thing can be replaced by another simply because it is less ugly to your, it doesn't, your clang, it, it doesn't sure. clang against your ears with the same sort of, Ooh, bad word. Right. And, and again, that sounds, I sound like I'm shitting on people. I'm really not like no. some words are bad. I don't like them, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? but it's your comfort uh, level. Right. right. But, uh, it is better to straight up own that mm-hmm. and, and say like, I can't fuck with that shit. It's too much. You know what I mean? That's, exactly. That's totally, that's, that's adult. That's adult. Yes. What is not adult is trying to play this game of supplementing one thing for another right. when they're not the fucking same. Totally. So at any rate, this, there's a Skullhead record that uh, I think is a great record. Musically, mm-hmm. it is an oi band trying to play The Cure, and that is interesting, and it is a disaster, but right. it is it is really, really great disaster. Sure. Lyrically, it is as ugly a selection of sentiments as you can pound into a record. Right. But weirdly... I think that if you can listen to that record and not see anthropological value to it, mm-hmm. sociological value to it, sure. If you don't, because it is truly the sound of the British white working class being scared as shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they were justified to be scared as shit. Right. I'm not saying I share that sense of shit. That that worldview is being shared so accurately, and that's the thing mm-hmm. is. I think that I just find it so bizarre that anybody, and maybe it's because at a, at a relatively young age, I started developing views that nobody agreed with. Sure. So I've gone through life with the assumption <laughs> that, it, that none of my friends agree with me. My mm-hmm. parents don't agree with me. Sure. A, and that's all okay. I right. love my parents. Right. Every, everything is copacetic. Love, <laughs> love my friends. You know what I mean? Right. So I never felt an obligation to agree or to be agreed with. Right. So when I encounter things that I don't fucking agree with at all. And so we're clear if you need this fucking disclaimer, I don't agree with a single sentiment on this record that right. I really love. But at the same time, another different example. Uh, I love some of those indecision, indecision records. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a strong anti-religion theme running through those records. Very much so. I d- don't feel that strongly. <laughs> you totally. know what I mean? Like I, and to me, religion, I have a, a dim view of religion, mm-hmm. but it's a very different view than, is, than is expressed on those right. indecisions. That is a very specific hatred they are pouring towards that. But I still like those records. Of course. I, I don't need I am to a, agree. I am a, I am a Christian, and I listen to those, and I'm like, that's cool, man. Yeah. Like what you do. Don't need to agree. <laughs> don't need to agree. And I, I find that, I think, honestly, like, you know, I, I hear I hear 40, 40 and 50-year-old men typically bemoan mm. the sort of climate that we're in right now. Right. And they sound scared. They don't sound like they're like they're appraising it accurately. They don't sound like they're, they're, they're afraid of being told they can't say things. They're sure. being afraid of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, kind of being chased off of what they think is their, in, their intellectual right to, of course. And, and 
and I get that, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not 40 or 50, but I get that. Right. And, and, uh, but at the same time, uh, I think that we you don't know, talk about bad contextualizing they're not seeing the forest for the trees there mm-hmm. and understanding that, uh, moments pass. And, uh, I think that we are probably, I think we've already hit peak care. You know what I mean? Like, like, like peak, whatever this moment is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think we're probably going to be headed in, in a different direction soon. And I think we'll probably arrive back at a place where you can be honest about, yeah, I don't know. I really like that one. I mean, right. I, I, I find that late, uh, to, to be honest, that whole conversation about screwdriver where it's like early material versus late material, yeah, yeah, the late yeah. material is objectively bad. So it's, it's like, right. It's terrible. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's, they, they kind of skew the thing. They because, do. They do. But, but, uh, I think we're probably going to arrive at a point where, where grown people that like certain things, whether that's music, whether it's art, you know what I mean? Like there's some art that I, that I love that is, you know, m- m- maybe by the standard of right now, like you know, uh, not kosher at all. You sure. Know? And, and uh, I think all of that will probably swing. So, all right, let's look at this, right? We had 10 years of foil print shirts that said, suck my fuck. And, yep. and, and, and uh, kind of like, let's it, just, let's just put a swear word on the shirt. And, and, yep. and like, but living that life too, where, where it was, like, where it was like, you know, like kid rock style finger in the air. I don't give a fuck. Right, like right, like right. that whole thing. And now you have to imagine that that kids that did give a fuck felt totally alienated mm-hmm. during that period, right? Like, like, oh, I'm marginalized, right? Now. Right. We are in the minority. Right. And now we're in a moment where everybody gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. And probably the kid who doesn't give a fuck feels totally marginalized right this totally. second. Right. My guess would be, having seen these two extremes, we're going to, like, this pendulum keeps swinging. Of course. And I would think that the next thing we're probably going to arrive on for better or for worse, and I say this kind of without judgment at this point, right? Because, mm-hmm. and, and here's the thing, right? Like, whenever I hear those old men talk about, like, being under siege, that, that's weird because nobody's actually taking any shit away from you. Not at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can, you like, can exist in your world and yeah, that's fine. Yeah, for sure. Like, like uh, you know, and, and this is not to minimize the efforts of people that are really involved in things right now and care yeah. very much. Because, listen, everything... Nothing changes the world and everything changes the world, right? Sure. So like, you know, you, you, during your moment, you put out as much energy as you can, hoping that you leave some burn mark. Of course. You you know what I mean? And that's maybe the best you can hope for, right? That's it, yeah. And uh, so, but what the thing that I imagine will happen next is probably a sincere or faux intellectualism. I, oh, sure. I think that'll be next because we had idiot. <clears throat> you know, we, totally. We had idiot. Then we had uh, knee jerk response to idiot. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're probably going to kind of coast into a snobbery. Of course. <laughs> you know I mean? Like a pretension. Right. You know, to, I, dry, dry, I, to drive out anything that's still left over from the, the idiot stage. Yeah, I, right. I think. But like but but having the critical thinking skills to not just take the knee jerk response. Of course, right. So I think that's probably the direction we're headed. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be happy for that. Of course. You know I mean, because that's more my vibe, but that's the thing I think people need to remember is that just as, just as earth crisis came in and out 10 times, ju- mm-hmm. ju- just as, uh, you know, you, you, uh, classic rock, like, you know, there'll be five year periods where, where Tom Petty is gauche. You know what I mean? And then 
five-year periods where Tom Petty is undeniably the best songwriter of all time. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so it's like, so these things are just, uh, things, shit wax and wanes, uh, you know, totally. waxes and wanes and, and, and uh, pendulum swings and whatever, whatever. And, but that's hard when you are either fully represented by something sure. and you are living that moment mm-hmm. or you are totally alienated by something and you will feel under siege. Right. And I, I guess what I'm grateful for is that I don't feel either one. Totally. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you've existed <laughs> on the fringes of both the pendulum swinging right. both ways. <clears throat> like, uh, I'm half kid rock yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and half folk punk, you know what I mean? So, it's a perfect so, balance. Yeah. So, you know, I, so I don't feel particularly bitter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Pardon the interruption. This is the last one, but I am so, so damn excited to talk to you about this. So underwear, right? Everybody wears it. But are you comfortable? Like right now, like sitting in your chair or, or, or walking your dog or doing whatever it is you're doing. Are you really comfortable? You know, is, is stuff bunching up or is it really that soft? Me undies. Life feels better in me undies. Trust me. I know I am wearing them right now as we speak. And me undies is made from Modal, a fabric that's three times softer than cotton. Are you kidding me? Like your shirt that you're wearing, three times softer than that. And it, they have a ton of designs, a ton of options. So no matter what you like, whether it's the box or brief scenario that I got going on, sorry, I, maybe you didn't want to vi- visualize that, but, or if you are a, a briefs person and they even have female oriented underwear, obviously oriented. <laughs> I like how I put that. But yes, female underwear, they've got it all for you. So all orders in the United States and Canada ship for free. And tell me, this is the best offer. So what they do is if you don't love your first pair, which trust me, you will, MeUndies will pay you back and you can keep it for free. No questions asked. They're never going to be like, oh, I don't know. What, what about that? It's like order a pair of underwear, try it out, and you'll be like, yo, I am on board with this thing. I tried my first pair, it passed the test, and now I have a monthly subscription. You could also score additional savings by purchasing a pack. And trust me, I also got, they have these joggers, holy moly, life changer. I wear those around the house all the time, and they are unbelievably comfortable, and just just the best pant for going around the world in. So I am offering you a 20% discount off of your purchase. Go to meundies.com backslash words, and try. if you don't like the first pair, it's free. You have no excuse to try my favorite underwear brand, meundies.com backslash words. Now, please do that. Get 20% off. And then that way you could be like, hey, Ray gave me a pair of underwear. <laughs> All right. Now, here is the rest of my discussion with Patrick. The, uh, the, even though I could probably talk to you for another hour or so, I probably, there's only, there's only one last thing I wanted to kind of bring sure. up in regards to you, the, the thread that you've always kind of put out there for basically any from drug church to obviously self-defense into a year, everything you've always approached probably even in your comic life as mm-hmm. well, uh, like low expectations, mm-hmm. never expecting anybody to care. And mm-hmm. like not in a, Oh, what was me sort of thing? No, no, not like that. Right. Um, Go on. I'm sorry. I'll let you. Finish. No, but I, I mean, I, I think that's that is. I think it's hardwired, obviously, for people that you know, like you were talking about careerist bands or mm-hmm. people who who see an opportunity and they're like, "Oh, I want to capitalize on this thing." Right. Um, so whatever. Walk, walk me through the idea of uh, you know where because obviously there's always that idea of like, oh, you need to strive for more and like insert hate breed inspirational lyric here, you know. <laughs> but like, I just think it's that that idea of just like. I'll be sad. Like, what is your bare minimum satisfaction? 
you're like, if 20 kids are showing up to a show, I'm happy with that. You know, I wasn't asking, that was like a, a rhetorical question, right. but just like that semblance will just make you happier in life with your art that you're creating. And I just like that you've put out that sentiment. Cause I, th- I don't think a lot of people put that in their head initially. Well, I, I, okay. Let's talk about initially, right? Like the, right. I don't always relate to these bands. I don't always like these bands, but bands that are typically more geared towards success know they define success before they start. Mm-hmm. That seems to apply to any endeavor in life. It's true. And, uh, it's nothing that I've done. Right. So like self-defense is purely, um, how would I put it? It, 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 it is, uh, it, it's representative of the people that perform in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means both over the long haul and, extemporaneously and, mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and that's what it is. But you'll see bands that have a clear goal, a clear focus. Like when people talk about Jamie Jost of hate breed, nailing a, nailing a, a nail into his wall sure. and saying, and, and over his TV yeah. and, and his girl saying, why'd you just do that? And he's like, that's where the gold record's going. Right. Like, that might be a, an apocryphal story. I don't, I don't know, but like, but it's a fun story because it's mm-hmm. like, there are a few people I've seen in, in hardcore music or, or underground music who are, who do seem as specific in, mm-hmm. in their ambitions as, as Jamie Josta has been. Right? right. So, so kudos to him, but the, uh, it's that sort of thing that like, Oh, you know what success was. And for some people, honestly, like it's hard not to get judgmental. Right. Because, of course. because, some people's idea of success seems so asinine, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's like we opened for Disturbed, and it's like, oh, well, I cool, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> yeah, never, never a goal of mine, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and and but then there's also like the, so okay, let me put it like this. I'm trying to find the words because this is a thing that I think about quite often, sure, like, uh, lately, um. Lately, I have an increasingly difficult time caring about bands that I think don't have an interest in being bands. Okay. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> right now in hardcore, for example, uh, what's called demo core is, is, is a, a conversation, mm-hmm. right? It, it is a, a thing that, that certain people of a certain age really like, you know, this notion that hardcore really should only exist for a demo and a seven inch. And, right. and, and maybe an LP, right. uh, only one. And that's when, oh, pe- right. and that's when people decide that you're whack. Of course. Because, you know I mean? because few hardcore bands actually, and this is a fact, few can sustain a, a exactly. an LP. So, uh, but that's kind of a, 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 becoming a codified thing again is like, you're supposed to break up, mm-hmm. you know? And part of me likes that because that's, you know, to a degree, that's my, my background. Hardcore music is like, oh yeah, you are supposed to break up. You know what I mean? And then you form new bands and oh, your new band has a little bit more of an alt leaning. Are you going for it? Are you not going for it? Whatever. And this is a fun conversation. You can look back on the history of like both New York and DC and see some like fascinating, like individual turns. You like for people, you know, I assume that a lot of your listeners do have a punk or hardcore background, but certainly there's probably many that do not. Right. For, for, for those of you that do not, but just have an interest in people's lives, I urge you to, to sort of follow the, the discography of New York hardcore and follow the, follow the men, typically men, but there was a few women involved. F- follow the people involved and to each, 
Like if you, if you hear a musician that you like, mm-hmm. follow that person's individual path. Oh, dude, it's so and bizarre. It's so bizarre. And so often it's, it's like very like it, it's of the moment in a way that we can't understand looking back. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like like Orange 9 Millimeter would totally trip many people, <laughs> many people out right now. Right. Yeah. But but that was kind of part of the energy of that moment. Right. That can't we can't hope to understand. You know, what I mean, no, no, but, no. Well, but, in, the same, in the same fashion, not to interrupt your train of thought, but I always like when especially from Southern California bands like unity uniform choice, like yeah, obviously in the East coast, like DOS when they went the hair metal route, I was just about to say half those dudes ended up in funk bands 10 years. Totally. Later. Like it's it, it, honestly, it did not make <laughs> sense to me as a young hardcore kid when I was like, when I got uniform choice screaming for a change and I was like, that was my Bible. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get, you know, like region of ice and all the other subsequent releases. And I was like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, if you trace a person's discography, it's like, you know, you're going to be sent on a, such a chase that you're just like, I don't even know how to keep up with this. And, but you're going to be fascinated Absolutely. from start to finish. Totally. And, and uh, th- that's, uh, I got distracted. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the, uh, I, I think we, we were, we were talking about ambition and, Oh, oh, oh. so, uh, I, I respect that some people do one creative endeavor and then move on to another creative endeavor. Right. right. I got friends that moved from, uh, uh, f- from bands into painting, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I respect that. But what is difficult for me to understand is being the, being the loud in the moment, but offering nothing lasting <laughs> like that. That is totally cool. But I don't, it's rare I say I'm too old for some shit. Right. I'm too old for that shit. Right. I want to hear you on your third record. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to hear. When you actually have a voice. I I want to hear you when you know who you are. Yeah. I want to hear you uh, when it seems like you know what you want from music, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is a thing. You know, like most of us started bands just because. uh, We're bored. Exactly. Like. I'm the awkward kid. I do. I love music. Uh, uh, there's something in me that's competitive and needs also needs to be peacocky and in front of people, but right. I'm not good at sports. Women straight hate me. You know what I mean? Like, like whatever it is that drives you to a stage, like those are totally interesting, like motivations and, and it's cool. However, it feels a bit like the eighties movie that we've all seen. That content is old. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What I'd like to see is, where you're at six years later. Sure. You know what I mean? Where you are, I don't need you to be a craftsman. You could actually be a wild person and just off, you know, like, but, but I, I need you to, um, for me to be invested in you. Right. I need you to know who you are and, and to make that your ambition. You know what I mean? And whatever it is, like it, 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 honestly, I got friends who went in musical directions that don't make a lick of fucking sense to me. <clears throat> the music's terrible. Or, or by my by my standards, but I love that they followed their muse. Of course, you, you know what I mean. And, and that to me, it gets me off. <clears throat> to, and, oh yeah. And, and, and to be honest, you know, I I don't know if you've had this experience. How was your high school experience? It was good. Okay, mine too. And, and uh, I love running into people from high school. Absolutely. And I, and I love. I love seeing where they're at in life, you mm-hmm. know, and not in a bitter troll way where I hope they're doing bad. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, I hope they're all doing good, but like the different tracks that people's lives take, 
there's to me, and I think you disagree, but to me, there's no benefit to being in a scene except for that, except for this sort of like fascinating track of like, where did that person go? Sure. What ha- Like, why did they do that? That's fascinating. What? And I, I love that so much. The other day I went to, uh, that life and death tour. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so for those of you that don't know, it, it's, a. Uh, uh, Ray can speak to this every, what would you say? Every five years, somebody tries a hardcore package tour. Absolutely. And this is one of the few that seems to have legs yep. beca- because they're not easy. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Not at all. There's, there's X amount of hardcore listners in the United States mm-hmm. and you need every one of them to go to, to, your, go show to your show in that town right. for it to be successful. So, it, yep. so, so kudos to life and death for having, I think this is three years. Maybe? Yeah, exactly. Third year. And, yeah. and, uh, and most hardcore package fest don't last that long because totally. it's just so hard. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I went to this one and, uh, watch angel dust. And, uh, I, I, I know justice, the singer a little bit. And, and I, I'd heard him talk about his ambitions with angel dust mm-hmm. and, and they interested me. And I, you know, I like the band, but seeing them live in this way, I, f- I, I don't want to get weird. Yeah. I got emotional. That's be- awesome. Because watching this man go through his musical life, mm-hmm. because people don't understand this about, about justice. This is a musical man. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people, totally. Like, I think the perception is that like, this is a guy that, that yells and takes his shirt off. You right. know what I mean? But this is a smart man who is clever and creative Yep, and, and not afraid to say, fuck you. I'm going to do this other thing. Exactly. And that to me is, I get, when I see that in action mm-hmm. by peers, you know what I mean? People in my age range or whatever, I get, I get seriously choked up. I get like watching people pursue their thing, whatever it is. It's exciting. It's exciting and attractive and it's just so nice. So, and that's what I think the benefit of a scene is. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I think that you can pull inspiration from your peers for a long time. Absolutely. When you see them doing things that are, because when people come to me with like the community aspects of, of scene and things like that, I always go, I've been around a minute now. You know what I mean? This has been my interest since I was 15. And, right. and I can tell you a lot of community falls apart when over petty bullshit. Totally. You know or, I mean? or is something as, as like as concrete as like a venue going away. Sure. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. all those things. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so, it's so very fragile. Oh, or if you're from a, a, a squarely middle class place, yep. you all go to college. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you, so it you, splinters right, very easily. Right. So so that part I, I, I never understood, right? That the community, I got to be honest, is really lost on me. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, 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 uh, but, the, but the sort of inspiration part is not. The inspiration part is still very much, to me, active. And when people's bands break up, I mean, some of them, even the ones I hate, right? Like when, right. when there's a band I hate, I'm, my first thought is, God damn, I'm going to be listening to this motherfucker's solo material now. Of course. You, you yeah. know I mean? like, like, God damn. Right. And, but when there's bands that I like, or even bands that I just think had potential, uh, I am deeply invested in what those people do Are next. next. Exactly. Yeah, I get, totally. I get very, uh, I get straight up weird. And, and what's, what's upsetting, not upsetting. What's disappointing for me mm-hmm. is when I want to talk about this, my outlets are places like Twitter. Sure. And you know, it's, Maybe not the venue, you know what right. I mean? Like 140 characters is a tough, nuanced thought that uh, requires a little more uh, and, runway. And it's, it's precisely. And, and also, like, there's kind of like a, 
you know, people are like, talk about boobs, you know, yeah, exactly. or, or, or whatever, whatever the fuck it is. Like, the, right. the, because people want their content, right? They, they, like, if you're a, that's a, sorry to go over on time here, but the, the, the uh, that's another thing I found is, uh, people take from you what they want. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Right. But when you don't supply that thing that they want, they are knocking on your door. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, uh, uh yeah. They, so, uh, there's that, there's that, uh, what is it? It's not a quote. It's, uh, uh it, it, it's about feeding the tiger. You, you know, this one, mm. uh, so I wish I could help you. <laughs> I forget what author it is. Okay. Uh, uh, writer sees, uh, and you know, he made this up clearly, sure. <laughs> but, but, but he's talking to, uh, a, a, a tiger tra- trainer, a lion, tra- lion tamer in the circus or whatever. Right? Sure. And, he, and he says, how do you get them to not eat you? You know, I see you put your head in their mouth mm-hmm. and, and, he, and he says, I feed them. And, and he says, no, 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 it's got to be more than that. Right. You got to have a connection with them. You know, it's, it's, it's got to be something, right. so, something inherent, something you've worked for maybe. And, and, and he goes, my secret is I feed them. <laughs> and, and, and he says, that can't be right. And he, and he, and then he like shows a part of his head where there's a deep scar. Right. And he says, that's the last time I didn't feed them. <laughs> and, and that's and, what happened. And, and that, that's how it is with content, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, whether it's Twitter where I'm not getting paid. So, no. fu- so fuck you on the content. You know exactly. what I mean? I'll put whatever I want. You know what I mean? But, but it's the same thing where it's, uh, you, you, people want what they want and they will bite you when, when you don't when supply that. And that's another reason, uh, I guess, uh, I guess we, we can end on it. Is That's another reason why, you know, whether it's angel dust or whoever it is, and no, and actually, Angel Dust seems to be like on a trajectory that people are really feeling them right now. But let's ta- but let's take it to a different direction. Let's take it to like uh, as you said when when the Boston bands, when the when the Orange County bands, when they all went metal. Yeah, sure. Uh, now that seemed, in retrospect, or maybe at the time, probably too, a an effort to to cross over, and make that money. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like live, whatever. <clears throat> but it's the thing that we do have to remember. It is. It was a chance. And there is something there is something fascinating about stepping out on that ledge, right? Rolling the <laughs> dice and seeing what happens. Yeah, totally. And it's easy for you and I to be like, be like, you fucking clowns. I know. Why did you? You could have just been this band for us. You're right, right, right. But like, the reality is, is like, they stopped feeding me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I, and I bite. You know, of what course. I mean? But I mean, you know, they they tried to, they, yeah they took they took a big swing <laughs> like right and, and we don't like it when it's i don't like it when it's career i don't like no. I, like it's unattractive when it's like for example like uh when when the, my beef with clean vocals i hate clean vocals i fucking right. hate them but i love them when they are not the same clean vocals that every other fucking stooge is doing sure it only feels ugly when bands all have the same type of clean vocal because that gives you the impression that a either these people have no musical frame of reference whatsoever right or they think this will work yeah right <laughs> this is this is the magic ticket this is the fairy dust that we're going to put over right. our music that's going to push us over the top and everything's good from there like, i just recorded some clean vocals for drug church which is like a little bit barkier traditionally i recorded those yesterday and I think we'll lose fans. Sure. Because <laughs> you know I mean? it is ugly as it is the ugliest goddamn singing anybody's ever done. But uh I only like that's why I like Converge. I'm not a Converge super fan, right? Yeah. But I gotta say, 
Jake is taking a step out on a ledge once or twice. And in, oh, a, yeah. in a way that when it lands, it's sick. And when it doesn't land, it's sick because he did something that was right. not was typical. not expected. No, yes. totally. So like that is uh, that sort of shit is fulfilling. But I, I feel like I've gone over now. No, no. you. you <laughs> well, I, like I said, it was funny because as I was writing my questions for you, I was like, I know I'm going to get to none of these. And I, I, and so you're the first person I'm promising this, but we are absolutely going to do a part two where I focus more on you and your life. Thank you. But thank you. This has been super fun. No, for for me too. Thank you, Ray. There is my man, Patrick. Like I said, I invited him back on to a part two. You heard me offer that. So you got to make me stick to it, even though I'll stick to it myself but uh, some exciting things are coming up ahead for him so uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled to his social media accounts Uh, not only obviously does he have new stuff coming out with self-defense family but then he just has some exciting career stuff so for those of you that have never checked out his comic book life uh, we can never go home is an incredible place to start he is a writer for a uh, a series of comic books but that is the one that i personally love myself so um yeah he's going to be focused on that a lot this upcoming year so uh there you go but uh The music, as always, is provided by Lowercase Noises. Please go check him out on the interwebs. Just Google Lowercase Noises, and you can find him on Bandcamp and all the other places in which you can listen to music. And then visit the show's website, 100wordspodcast.com. And uh, please support the sponsors, because like I've told you before, it's like they are sponsoring this show for a reason. So I'm offering you usually either discounts or free stuff. So every time you either visit their website or you actually purchase something from them, it helps me out tremendously because then then it's going to get more ads for the show, makes it a little bit better, makes it easier for me to do this on a full-time-ish endeavor. So please, just go ahead and do that. Anyways, next week, the guest is... Who is it going to be? Who's it going to be? Drum roll. George Hirsch from Blacklisted and Harmwolf. This is one that I honestly never thought I was ever going to be able to do because, uh, frankly, George is a very uh, shy and he keeps to himself. But he's been doing a lot more press recently and been a little more comfortable getting out there. But um, I love this discussion. It was so much fun to have it with him. And uh, it was great because he pushed back on certain questions I asked. And uh, I just love to have that. I wouldn't say adversarial nature of an interview, but he was, you know, willing to be like, I don't really agree with what your, your statement with what you said, Ray, which is great. So anyways, that's next week. And please be safe, everybody. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.